2: On today's episode, the innovator of violence, the landlord of the House of Hardcore, and the heart and soul of professional wrestling, Tommy Dreamer and I talked to WWE Hall of Famer DDP. That's right. DDP is going to be one of our guests at our WrestleMania party on April 2nd, Saturday at 1 p.m. Central Time at Texas Live. He talks about that and talks about Scott Hall as well. You don't want to miss it. Also, we talked to Ricky Starks, your FTW champion, right now on the Busted Open podcast. Friend of the show, and somebody who's going to have an extremely busy WrestleMania weekend. And we'll get into everything that DDP is going to do WrestleMania weekend. But To me, at least to me, the most important thing is he's going to stop by our show on Saturday at Texas Live. A stone's throw away from AT&T Stadium at 1 p.m. Central Time, Texas Live. And DDP, man, thank you so much for the time. And thanks for being a part of our big Busted Open batch. It'll be the first time in three years that we've been around the nation. So it's good to have some normalcy back around WrestleMania.
4: Yeah, man. You know, I I was kind of shocked when I heard they were doing two shows. Yeah. You know, I was like, I thought, like, okay, I got it. Like, I get it during COVID because they could do so much more. And, and I've heard that, you know, uh, they had to section off some of it and other people said no, it's slammed. So I don't know. All I know is I walked out in that stadium, to do the Andre the Giant Battle Royal. And no one knew I was gonna be there. And Vince gave me music and everything. And I have a shot. Let me see if I can see where the hell it's at. I got a shot, you won't even really be able to tell, but I got a shot of just a corner of the the place. And there's tiny me right there. And all those people I got the diamond cutter sign. I mean, so there was a hundred and one thousand people there, and to me, I would rather do one show that I knew we could pack out the whole place than do two shows and split up. Uh, but you know, hey, maybe maybe it's all going to come down to money. <laughs> you know, if they make more money with two shows, you can bet your ass in, uh, in L.A. They're going to do two shows. <laughs> you know, so. Uh, uh and, and more money for the boys so good whatever whatever works uh i'm good with i'm good with both but uh i'm excited to be down here gonna catch your show by the way i forgot to tell you somebody's got to give me a ride back because i'm getting rides there so someone's got someone got to get me out of there get me back to my hotel because uh i'll get you back to find ubers at that time you know no saying? no we'll get we'll but, get
2: you back we'll get you back it okay, might be cool. me it might be there. me. It might be me because uh you know I'm getting roasted and somebody's threatening to give me a tattoo. So there's a very good chance it'll be me giving you that drive back.
4: Do um, do you got any tats state? You got any tats? None.
2: None. Zero. Oh,
4: uh, uh, you you need one. <laughs> <laughs> you need one. <laughs> right at the bottom of your back there. <laughs> well, I mean, supposedly Transform. it's
2: it's going to be on my ass, so I'm getting one Perfect. somehow, some way. Uh, but but you're right about the two nights. It is interesting, but you're right. More money, more revenue because the WWE has to have that stadium available anyway, and it's just sitting there. So I guess right. the fact that you can fill it up two nights, even let's just say, let's just say they had sixty thousand each night. That's 120,000 paid, you know, over the course of the weekend. So, I think at the end of the day, like you said, DDP, it's more money for everybody.
4: Yeah, and, and in the bigger picture, and I do understand that, because that's a really great point that you made there. When they rent out the place, it isn't just for that night. Like, they gotta probably have it for the, the week or something, yeah. I would think, would especially in a place that big. I mean, it was... It was mind blowing walking out on that stage and seeing that. I personally, and Tommy, you, 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 tell me what you think because you've done it. You've done it all as well. Uh, I like, like if it's, I'd rather have twenty thousand people. Like the United Center was my favorite place to wrestle because the way it was contained and it was like a coliseum that went up and higher as opposed to wider. So, boy, you could really feel the people. And that's the biggest thing. I, in, in, in the big show that I did, the first, uh, the first dome show that we did was when I dropped the NWO. It was at the Superdome and it was sectioned off. It was about third. They said it was about 33,000 people, whatever it was. It was amazing. Um, but when I got to um, to uh, WrestleMania, the first one, 18, there was about 67,000 people there. And you couldn't really hear the crowd the way you would hear it. When it's more intimate and 22 000 people is more intimate than 67 yeah you know i love the i love the small towns tommy too right where the uh this the uh the the ice hockey arenas that hold like you know the like the triple a ice hockey arenas that hold like you know 10 11 000 people man you feel like they're right there with you right yep
5: yeah uh, i mean i if you compare WrestleMania 23, we worked Ford Field. And when you're actually wrestling, you're doing stuff and you don't hear the reaction till almost like you're into the next thing because the sound is traveling. And as opposed to uh, I loved personally when I debuted in WWE at the the old Georgia, the WCW venue, that building. And I believe you won the title there when uh, we did the invasion there where the Hawks used to play it was deafening when that place was packed. Yeah, And that's the biggest thing is when a place is packed um, because it's space. And if it's empty space, noise will dissipate in that space. So it is, I mean, listen, it, it's going to be WrestleMania. It's going to be a great event. It's, it's going to be cool. Like also all the things that are going around, you know, we have our party. Uh, we'll be doing signings at at uh, WrestleCon. It, it's it has become the you know the landmark, the the benchmark for all of sports entertainment and everybody else. Like I say, satellite fun events because there's also people that can't afford a ticket <laughs> to go to. Like you just said, hey man, I need a ride because I know there's going to be no lifts available. These are things you right. have to take yep. into effect. Just have a fan ride. Right. That's what I do.
4: Yeah, yeah, you know, and I and I'm good with that. Dude, I'm good with that too. I know, you know people, you know, because we're we're the same kind of dude, man. We're we're people of the people. You know, we were we were those people. So we appreciate, you know, any yeah. any fan that's you know, this has got a good heart. Like I was we were uh doing the resurrection of Jake the Snake. We were four rolling it, which means me and Jake went around to different areas. And did shows whether it was New York or Atlanta, Nashville. So we we went we went all L A. We went everywhere with the Resurrection, Jake the Snake. And if anybody hasn't seen the Resurrection, if you think you saw it on uh, you know YouTube, no, you haven't. You've seen little clips, and you really, as a wrestling fan, you're listening to this show like you're a wrestling fan. Go on Amazon Prime. And check it out at Jake Resurrection, Jake's up there and our new documentary we put up last year called Relentless and Stone Cold's in that Jericho's in that and a bunch of the guys are in that I've been through this journey with me, but we were in New York and Tommy being a New York boy, you know, how uh, if you're just going from New York or Philly to New York. It's not that far, but what a clusterfuck to get there, <laughs> you know. And I had, I, I just got out there after we, after we did the show, you know, the Q and A, and I said, if there was anybody who wants to take, you know, me to New York, I would really appreciate. it. The guy goes, I'll do it, and, and uh, my wife at the time, Brenda, we, we got arrived with someone I didn't know. They were the nicest people. You know, because anybody's gonna offer something like that are really cool people, you know, and they wanna go, they're just looking to drive you, but they get so much more.
5: Well, just uh because you just rebooted my brain, as a fan, straight up, you're driving the Cadillac WrestleMania three. Uh six. Six, I'm sorry. Uh you're driving that. What was that like for you?
4: Dude, I, I got a picture. Check this picture out of. How do you what have all these the, pictures <laughs>
1: available right off the spot? Dude,
4: well, look, look I, I've got all these behind me, but I took some of them off the wall because they're ones I talk about all the time. Nice. And Jake came into my club one night, and that's how I originally met Jake. Of course, you know Jake stopped paying for a drink. You know, <laughs> so, you know, uh, but, but have I never told you guys this story? No. Okay, so I'm in my club. The place is packed. It's a Saturday night. I just walk through the, you know, the club buying people drinks. I mean, there's a thousand people in my place. There's six bars, there's eighteen bartenders. I work through the club. I reach in, I go in my office, I go to grab my keys, and I have two monitors sitting there. And one is the back door, one's the front. And I see a guy walk in that fills up the monitor. So I look in and I'm like, No fucking way. And I run around the outside. I kind understand. Jake was my guy, you know, and I stopped watching wrestling probably from the early 80 to around 85 because I was so pissed off. I tried wrestling when I was a kid in 79 and I hurt my knee and I fell off and I started running bars and I run bigger and bigger bars as time went on. I was so pissed off when WrestleMania came and I wasn't a part of it. I stopped watching wrestling and then around 86 I was flicking the channels and I caught Gorilla Monsoon and he's there with Jesse Ventura with the boa in the sunglasses and that do rags. I'm like, who is this guy? He's amazing. <laughs> and who's the first guy to come through the curtain? The guy with the bag over his shoulder and Jake, his work. His interviews, man, I was like, this cat is unreal. He sucked me back in when I was a fan. So here it is, like, maybe less than a year later, he comes walking through my front door. I run around the outside of the club because it's too packed. I run to the front door. I go, Judy, did a guy walk in here look like Jake Sniff Roberts? He's like, yeah, everybody thinks it's him. I go running in there, and I see him, and I slow down you don't want to be mickey mark you're running up fanboy on jake so i got cooled out and i eventually worked by buy some drinks blah 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 turn around uh hey uh you Jake snake roberts who wants to know the guy who runs this place yes what can i do for you i said what are we drinking and that's how me and jake meet he told all the boys because you know tommy you worked tampa one night York, Miami, the next, that's 300 miles, man. So, Fort Myers is right in the middle, so guys would stop. This is a picture of me and DeBiase and Luke, <laughs> the bush market right? This is after hours. Upside down to kill the shooters with Ted, <laughs> and we were both doing that to each other, and uh, it was so funny when Ted came here with his wife Melanie, who's a total sweetheart, and they spent a week with me, working with me with the program DDP Yoga. And the first night we're out on my deck, and we're, you know, we're having a glass of wine after dinner, and Ted brings up that story of doing upside down to kill the shooters. I hadn't said anything I walked downstairs I grabbed that picture I go you mean this night <laughs> Amazing. I, I don't know how I still have that picture um uh, but uh Wrestlemania came because of Luke and Luke freaking saw my 62 pink Cadillac and he's like mate wait uh you know, Hong Kong, uh, Hong Kong, uh, uh, Valentine. They need a uh, Jimmy Hart. They need a ride from the back to the front. They're looking for some old cars. This would be perfect. I go, dude, that would be amazing. Now I am Diamond Dallas Page in the AWA at that time, maybe five or six months. That's it, though. And uh, he said, let's let me call Pat. So we got on the phone with Pat. He put he, he tells him Pat gets on the phone with me and he says, what does it cost? I said, I'll tell you what, Pat, you can't just drive it up there because it's a 62 and I use it all the time, but I don't know if it's going to make it all the way up there. So if you ship it and you fly me up and put me up, I'll give it to you for nothing. So the car got the gig. And I came along, and I'll tell you, Hulk walked up to me because Hulk watched everything. And he, you know, um, of course everybody knows who he is. But he was so nice to me and saying, yo, I, I think what you're doing, you know, I've caught you a couple of times and like your stick. And uh, you know, so that was the first time I was introduced to him, so many of the guys. And what's really fun is that was the Warrior and Hogan match, right? And then when we're just kicking ass in WCW. Hulk, of course, is there and they bring Warrior in. So, eight years later, nine years, no, 10 years, 12 years later, no, no, eight years later, eight years later, because that was around 89, uh, or 90. What year was that? What year was that WrestleMania six? That was, uh,
2: that was, uh, was it a 90? I think that was 90. 90.
4: So, yeah, so eight years later, Warrior shows up with us. And he calls for me and, uh, Goldberg to come to meet him. And so we go to meet him and he is so nice to us. He's like, he's like, man, you two guys, you're the reason I'm back. You're having so much fun. I wanted to be part of it. So eight years later, I share a double main event with Hogan and warrior and me and Goldberg. Wow.
2: Head to Factormeals.com slash Busted50 and use code Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code Busted50 at Factormeals.com slash Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active.
1: Hi, everyone. This is Lindsay Rhodes. And if you're like me, you are as interested in the NFL offseason as you are in the games on the field. We've already seen the landscape change dramatically with franchise quarterbacks on the move, contenders bolstering their weaknesses, bottom feeders trying to spin their way to wins. We break it all down on my podcast, The NFL Roadshow, with new episodes every Thursday. So please subscribe and listen wherever you stream your podcasts.
3: We're
2: here. With WWE Hall of Famer DDP, who's going to be at our party April 2nd, 1 (laughs) p.m. Central Time. A stone's throw away from AT&T Stadium, where we're going to hang out with the Busted Open Nation at Texas Live. Arlington Backyard, just three minutes from AT&T Stadium. Also, DDP is going to be a part of the Ric Flair pre-party. That's taking place on Sunday, just three and a half hours before night number two of WrestleMania on April 3rd. And you definitely want to be a part of that. DDP is going to be a part of a meet and greet along with Flair and Jake the Snake Roberts. Go to VIPSportsGetaway.com for all ticket information. So DDP, you're going to have a very busy WrestleMania weekend.
4: Yeah, I'm I'm really excited about that party the most because it's a party. I mean, it's the booze. It's you know the best barbecue you're ever going to have. I've been to this guy Chris uh, Randolph's uh, uh, tailgate parties. That's what it is across yep. the street from the stadium, and he puts when it's football game, man, fifteen hundred people. Two thousand. He's had as many as two thousand. That's too many. But fifteen hundred people in that place. He's got bands going. He's got he's got the food. He's got the booze, and uh, it's one price. You know, it's a one price to get in, and you get it all. But uh, and there's two different setups for people. So check it out uh, if you want to get there. If you if you missed me or you missed Flair, you missed Jake, and uh, you know because we'll be around in different places. But for me, I'm only doing. Uh, um, WrestleCon on Friday for a couple hours. I've got too many things I'm doing down there with WWE and the videos that they got me doing, uh, you know, for you know, up and coming interviews and all kinds of stuff. Plus, they're doing a biography on Jake right now. So I gotta do some stuff with Jake as well. So uh it's gonna be a fun time. I'm looking forward to catching mania and even they even got like a, a VIP suite in the stadium for some people who get that that deal. So go and check it out. If you can if you can't remember VIP what is it vipgetaway.com It's a, it's a
2: vip sports getaway.com.
4: Yeah, vipsportsgetaway.com. Just look up on just Google Rick Flair Woo Party. It's all over the internet. So uh that's cool. I'm looking forward to it.
5: And uh, Dallas, uh, I know I text you this, but if it wasn't for you, we wouldn't have had Scott for as long as we did. And yep. you gave us that gift and you cleaned him up. And I remember, I think I was one of the first guys you called where you were we were talking about, you know, with Scott doing stuff. And, and you deserve that praise because, as you could tell, Scott, we all love Scott for different reasons. But, uh, you know, I need the world to – to know uh, on behalf of everybody thank you for helping him get sober it sucks that we lost him but we would have lost him a lot longer if it wasn't for you and you've got you go out of your way and help i know you're helping buff bagwell right now you do the same for jake you're a blessing in this wrestling business bro Ah, Thank you, bro. I remember when you texted me.
4: I remember remember when you texted me. And I remember, and I got to put that out there too, this out there too. Because as you remember, uh, what happened with Big Kaz, and when he had the seizure. And it it had been a while, you and he'd been back, and I called you, and and I said, so tell me. Because I knew the big man, but I didn't really know him that well at that time. And you smartened me up, and because I was going to bring him into my house for a little bit of time—not not for staying, you know, permanently like I did with Jake—but just bring him in for a couple of weeks. And you know, bottom line is, uh, you put him over huge, and you know, he still was in the same spot Jake was in the beginning. Of course, it took Jake thirty years to finally get to where he would, you know, do well and then fall down, do well, fall down. Well, I, I just got to tell you, you know, out of that. He ended up meeting one of my daughters, Lexi, and they are so in love and so are living such an amazing life. Uh, Lexi is now uh, doing interviews with AEW. Uh, like uh, Kaz, of course, is working with Impact, but Kaz went to rehab and he did, I wanna say he did like 30, 60 days. That kid, I mean, he's a smart guy to begin with, but he is so happy in life it, like his whole life is completely different, and the same thing happened with Jake. You know, his whole life. Like I don't know this Jake. You know, that's so positive and just wants to help people and such a great human being. And I'm just so proud of Kaz. And you know, he's coming up on you know probably two years sober now, year and a half, whatever it is. But I'm so proud of him too, and what he, you know, what he has you know worked through in his life and. Uh and Alexi was, you know, huge supporter. So, uh, you know, uh, it just, it, it, like Jake always says, you know, if you got an issue, it doesn't have to be like that. You know, there's help out there and, you know, everybody, it doesn't have to be like that. You
5: when know? you talk about redemption, dude, I'll make sure you get a, a screener of it. He gets to cut a promo in the ECW arena. Uh, he just did it. Had everybody standing on their feet, sold out building in the venue that that happened and he talked about it and it was it was so amazing to see everybody celebrate his life and his promo was freaking awesome i'll make sure you get it
4: i'm so i'm so proud of him <laughs> i really am
2: yeah and i know on the latest edition of the ddp snakes pit you do uh, a tribute to scott hall so looking forward to hearing that well that's as well.
4: coming yeah, that's coming up this Tuesday. This week we were talking about the Rhodes family, and somebody in the Rhodes family is all over the all over the internet. Oh yeah, Cody. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but we talk about me and Jake talk about the, the whole Rhodes family, and yeah, you know, right now we like I I love it, you know, because it's it's so amazing to see all of us cycle up and down, you because know, when you first come out with you're up there. I love it. You know, this week we were number two, you know, we'll be there for a little bit then we'll be back down and we'll be back up and, you know, we, we do this rolling thing. I just love seeing all of the guys that I care about so much are, 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 are really getting heard out there. And, uh, and, um, you know, the podcasts are amazing. man.
2: It's important. And, and DDP, thank you again, the woo party, Ric Flair's woo party on Sunday. And then, so glad that you're going to be a part of our party on saturday looking forward Dash.
3: to it hi everyone i'm hall of fame sportscaster leslie Visser. and if you love sports the way i do the people the passion then you'll enjoy my podcast in conversation every thursday i've drawn from 45 years of covering all sports with people like billy jean king and david Duchovny and the merry prankster himself bill walton
5: i have reached the top of the mountain i am having a conversation with leslie Visser
2: Guess what, Tommy? We are gonna see a title defense of the FTW championship. Ricky Starks, your champion going up against Swerve Strickland. And who better, Tommy, to talk to here on a Falls Count Anywhere Friday than your FTW champion, Ricky Starks. Ricky, how are you this morning? I'm
0: doing great. I'm doing absolutely great. I'm uh I'm home. I just got done training, uh, and I just got done mentoring a group of kids that I came up to me at the gym and they wanted to get more information on how to get like my physique and you know just being a role model for everybody no big deal sounds
5: like a great day
0: hey it is it is a great day when you're me so there's that
5: and well you also then have something big tonight happening uh confidence level uh going in what are you thinking I'm thinking a tie just by just talking with you.
0: <laughs> a tie. So I, here's the thing. Tonight, it's me and Swerve, FCW championship on the line for, on, on AEW Rampage. Uh, a lot of people think that we are evenly matched when it comes to confidence. Me personally, I was actually born with this charisma and this confidence. On the other hand, Swerve had to go out and buy that through grills and glasses and, and faux jackets. So um, obviously, I, I'm I'm already in a winning betting pool here, in my opinion, Uh, just on paper. I've already have the upper hand, but I I think too, don't forget, we're going to be in Austin tonight. And so that's my second home. And uh, they always show me love, man. So I have the the home field advantage as well.
5: Hey, uh, we were talking before, like uh, I was 28 years old when I broke my neck. I also was hanging out with a guy named Taz, for a lot of that career how much uh pressure is it with you with that uh FTW title I mean he takes that very very serious as I'm sure you know
0: <laughs> yes yes I do by yes, your style,
5: wow I'm, I feel like I'm looking at younger me right now
0: <laughs> <laughs> you know what I I've, ever since I actually won the title it's been um it's been a very big goal of mine to I don't want to say revamp but make it a lot more important than what the previous champion was doing with it and so obviously taz is very protective of the fcw championship because there's a big history and it's a part it's a huge part of him so not only do i have the pressure of making sure that i retain the championship but i also have the pressure of making sure that i do right by taz and represent that championship as best as i can to my ability and i think we've gotten to a point him and i where he can trust me that i will not do wrong by him when it comes to the FTW title uh and and also too like i don't think people know this but that is the original title so it's very important i'm huge on nostalgia and i'm huge on um memorabilia and things from the past so i make sure that that thing is taken care of because that's the original one like that's from all the way from 98 so I have to maintain some type of security with it and poise and, uh, and and make Taz proud obviously at the end of the day.
2: So you're not doing anything crazy. You know, we hear stories about like the Stanley cup, you know, people do something, Ty Conti and Sammy Guevara. Like you're, you're just like, you got to make sure that's up on a shelf and nobody's touching that. Right.
0: Yeah. I I don't travel with it. I make sure production keeps it in a a locked case um, in, in one of the velvet bags. Uh, and so when I actually when I had had to travel with it to like you know Universal Orlando, um, I'm very 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 protective of it. So no, I'm not doing anything nasty with it like some of these people are. But um, yeah, it just I have a little bit more respect for it.
5: Let me see. Uh, is it still in the purple velvety uh, sash that used to come in?
0: No, no, oh, that in, one that retired. Red. It's nice. in a burgundy one now.
5: Hey, let me ask you something because you are an inspiration. You are using your platform for good. I saw your partner, uh, Hobbs, he posted a picture of himself and I was like, wow, like I did not realize this transformation, uh, in such a short period of time. Uh, are you going to take credit for that? Uh, getting his ass in the gym all the time?
0: You know, I, I'll never take credit for someone else's hard work. I like to think that maybe I, I helped him out a bit in terms of, uh, whipping him into shape. But no, Hobbs has, has done it completely on his own. He's I've helped him out when he's, you know, um kind of gone off the diet a bit when we were in Jacksonville. But other than that, he's maintained going to the gym, eating consistently and and properly. Uh we always try to work out together early in the morning on show days just to get it out of the way. But that man has done a complete 180 from when he first signed at AEW two uh you know, to today. It's great to see.
5: Like when you wake up, you're like, Hey bro, this is what abs look like. Bam. <laughs> hey, and on a, on a, I've known you since independence uh, before you signed with AEW and the guy that, you know, with Taz and I, and I tell this to people, him and I, we were, we were together all the time and there was a period him and I did not miss the gym for almost five years straight. It was every day we worked out Um, for him. He felt he was too small. So he had to be bigger for me. I had to try to get abs. I always like back in the day. And that was the dedication. And that's, and that's why he has had such a a successful career as well, because people don't understand the time you have to put in. We, we had Wardlow on the show and like, him eating right. That used to be us all the time. And this was back in the day when there weren't 24 hour gyms, or you'd have to drive all the way out to long Island to go to, a, to the only uh, Bev Francis's gym was the only 24 hour gym back in the day. So kudos to you guys for always staying in shape. Uh, I, when I look at older wrestlers and I'm like, I wish the people knew what we used to look like because of old age and injury prevent you. But God bless you for continuing to keep up that, you know, and, and Hobbs, I'm just giving a big shout out cause he did a great job,
0: but it's all. Yeah. Me. Shout out to Hobbs. I'm, just,
5: I'm, put, I'm putting, I'm giving it to you, bro.
0: <laughs> you know, it's cool because me and Hobbs, I think that's the, the, the factor between him and I, we, we hold each other accountable. And so he has uh, things that he wants to work on with his body. And so do I. And so we help each other in that regard. So this, the chemistry that you see on TV is the same chemistry that you'll see you see us at the bar or at the gym, or if we go out to eat.
2: You know, Ricky, uh, here it is. It's 11 a.m. Eastern time. You're doing an interview with us. Like you just said, you, you mentored a group of kids you've worked out and exercised. Like, you know, talk about your day and how busy you are. I mean, here it is. You know, people are still just waking up and you've already done what most people do in a week. Like talk about how much you do during the course of a day.
0: Man, so obviously we, we had the show um, on Dynamite Wednesday. The next day, I was up at six, was working out. Uh, today, I was up at I was up a little bit later, so I woke up at seven, went and worked out. Then I went and got um, body work done on me, and then I had to rush back home to do this interview. So uh, after we get off of this, then I'm gonna go do like a, a four mile walk uh, around the, the lake around here, and then go go take care of some stuff for my mom, uh, come back home, eat. And then I'm probably going to go do some uh, in-ring cardio at one of the the rings here. And then uh, I'm probably going to settle down around eight o'clock, but wow. I'm constantly going just because there's things that I want. I want happen for me. I want to accomplish things and I can't just wait around for, for anyone. Uh, and that's the worst thing about it is sometimes you, everyone always says be patient and all this other crap, but not me man. I, I want to get it done myself. I want it on my time. I want to go out and make it happen for me right now uh, and, and so all the stuff that I want in my life, um, I'm, I'm working towards that. so I, I never really stop. I'm always in between of I want it and I got it you know so yeah it just to me it's, it's just a every it's a piece of uh, an everyday life that I'm trying to build up for myself when I eventually retire.
5: May, well, first of all, never retire. Um, I'll tell you what is very, very satisfying because, man, I, I love what you're saying. Write stuff down, and when you have it written down, you check it off because then you've here's proof that you accomplished something. And and never, ever, and I, and I'm sure that crazy uh, coach of yours, Taz, will tell you the same thing. Never settle. I have a million dollars in the bank. I want two. Um, yeah. Always, I you want to be the AEW champion. You want to beat, you know, uh, Swerve tonight. You just, you continue, continue to always improve and be better. And good things happen to good people. And I believe they will. Have you ever uh, faced uh, Strickland before?
0: Yeah, actually, the, the the thing about it is kind of poetic because I've actually wrestled uh, Swerve here in Austin um, a few years ago for uh, Inspire, which is a local independent. And so uh, now we come back to Austin again, where we face off for a second time. So I I think the difference, though, is that back then, Swerve was in a better position in terms of who he was on the independents. I was still just a guy in Texas, and I really didn't have a name to myself. And now uh, things have kind of changed in that regard. And tonight is me proving to uh, everyone, basically, that uh, while you may think these people that are brought in are a big deal. Don't forget about the people that were here as well, such as myself. You know, I'm just as big of a deal as anybody, uh, and and I'm, I'm going to prove that. So, uh, it's very cool to to think about the history of that between me and Swerve.
5: I think uh, we had we have Tony on a bunch of times. We have him on at eleven thirty. We had talked about you and talked about how when you did get hurt, he put you at the announce desk and you learned the different aspect of the industry what was that like for you because i mean i'm sure like you're a little scared hey i broke my neck what am i gonna do yeah Yeah, man
0: that that period was pretty rough for me because this is all i have this is all i ever put my my love and energy to so to have it be so close to taking away was a, a shock um but i had done a little bit of the commentary on aw dark before the neck injury and while that was that's a little bit more lax because it's on YouTube and you can edit things. Um, I didn't really fully get everything until we were live on national TV. And I had to make sure that to me, dark elevation rampage, they're all the same. They're all in the same level. But what I'm saying is that I want to make sure if I'm going to be put in this position permanently or however long that I take it as serious as I can. And I learn about as much as I can within the time that I'm given. And Excalibur and Taz have been a huge help when it comes to, and Tony Schiavone as well, when it comes to making sure that, hey, you know, try to do this or do this. And there's such a crazy uh, process to commentary. Just because you're charismatic and you can cut promos does not mean that someone's going to be good uh, on commentary just off the bat. There's a learning process to it. So it's been very it's it's been a struggle, and I feel like I'm I'm slowly keeping my head above water somewhat. Um, but from when I first started to today, I think there's a big improvement, and and I give credit to those three gentlemen as well.
5: Well, your crazy Tony put you over, so uh, you're doing something good.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, try that. I had a talk with him, and I was like, "This is this is crazy that you're putting me in this position," but I understand it. And he's, he's more of a long-term thinker. So what happens with Ricky after the ring? Well, you already had this on your resume with commentary. That's an idea that you can venture down if if you so choose to do that.
5: That I call a crazy Tony brain. And yeah, that brain is a visionary. Remember that. Absolutely. He's awesome.
2: You know, Ricky, you mentioned being a mentor and I know you work closely with Mark Henry, uh, the community outreach program that AEW has talk a little bit about being able to give back to the community and you're, you have, you're wearing a shirt right now with autism inclusion. Like how important yeah. is that to you?
0: It's very important. Uh, I used to actually before wrestling uh, for a part-time job, I used to be a gymnastics coach. So I would go to different schools and it ranged from uh, kids age one to six. And so I would help uh, kids with their motor skills and things like that. And, and, agility um, and it included some kids that actually had autism and other disabilities so to me it's very important to go out and do these things just because I like to give back but also too it's like it's cool to to have an impact on someone else's life you know Um, to them I'm just a a wrestler but on the the other side of it's like this person has now a memory and, and they feel good and they can understand that things can be done because they are hearing it from someone that they may have looked up to or whatever the case may be. Um, I work with culture city when it comes to uh, the autism inclusion at our shows and making sure they have these sensory rooms uh, and people can enjoy wrestling without having to be so stressed out. And, you know, ultimately having a bad experience to me, the experience should always be good when it comes to wrestling, when it comes to the wrestlers, whether that's in the arena, or out the arena. And, uh, I take it very serious uh, for that fact.
5: Hey, uh, besides Taz, and I know, uh, cause I've spoken to a lot of, uh, the wrestlers in AEW, uh, I, if you guys realize how fortunate you are, because I know for me, I was your age. I'd have Mick Foley, Terry Funk, Paul Heyman, all trying to help me be better you literally walk through a curtain besides you have a Taz probably yelling at you for something, but you also have, I look to my left, there's an Arn Anderson. I look to my right. There could be sting. There could be a Christian. There could be all these veterans that have that you also grew up watching. Do you take advantage of that besides the Taz yelling at you?
0: Oh, all the time. I, I just had a conversation with Sting. Uh, like two weeks ago, where I just went into his, his trailer and we talked. Um, Sting is a great person to talk to about literally anything. And he gives his own insight that he can from his past experience. Same thing with Chris. Uh, Jericho, I've gone and we, we just talked. And he doesn't talk to me like I'm a, I'm so used to people talking down on me and talking to me as if there's such a, a difference in levels of where we're at. That sometimes I, I don't always approach them when I should. So I'll start to get out of that more. Um, but Chris is great. Arn, uh, Arn Anderson, Dean Malenko, like all of these people. Uh, Christian, too, just working with him. All of these people, I, I can gain so much. And honestly, that's all I ever wanted. Like, I always wanted just someone to give me knowledge. Punk is another dude that will watch my stuff. These people just, they, they're willing to give. And that's always, been my biggest thing it's like man i'm so hungry but people don't really look at me They, i just fall through the cracks type thing so it's cool to be surrounded by these people uh and it's cool to go up to them and talk to them and they're receptive that's the biggest thing just if you're receptive that's all i care for it
5: well straight up man uh that's because you're a peer and you have that talent and ability. And like I said, I look at you and I'm looking at younger me just because of hang on, but you're in ring and all that you do, you're there, you're in your prime. And that's what every, that's what all of us were. And we're still trying to be. And like I say, Tony puts the wrestlers in the best possible scenario to succeed. Absolutely. I, if you literally like step back and like get to look, you literally get to watch 63 year old, Sting do stuff that a 63-year-old man shouldn't be doing. And how blessed are you to go to work and say, I got to watch Sting wrestle? Yeah. That's friggin' awesome. And then I get to talk to Sting as a peer, and you have no clue how blessed you really are. Just stay away from Billy Gunn. He's always angry. He's never (laughs) nice. (laughs) <laughs> His own son said that on the air. By the way,
2: it's it's actually true. Uh, again, Rampage tonight, 10 p.m. Eastern Time on TNT. Ricky Starks, our guest today, going up against Swerve Strickland. Ricky, good luck. Uh, I'm sure you'll be holding that FTW Championship high after that match tonight. And we appreciate for a busy man, we appreciate the time, my friend. Thank you.
0: Of course, thank y'all always for having me.
1: So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.
3: With the Wells Fargo Active Cash credit card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn on what you want, like trying out that new workout class, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller for your sore muscles.